championship. You went MLS? Went hey, hockey to MLS. Hey, hey, uh, how, how's their pickleball team? I mean, really? <laughs> and they have a team tennis squad. How, how's their squad? badminton team? They, I heard, I heard they're blue collar. If people could change the channel, they would. I, right Welcome back to the unrestricted Vex RC, aka the Bulldog, and oof. Bob on the ones oof. and two. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Boys, good morning. Good Howie. morning. I mean, fall flew into San Antonio this morning. And you know what? There's some pep in the step of people. I, I noticed. I yeah. felt it. Yeah. I felt it. I was out there on the uh, roadways this morning, and I felt it. Everybody was kind of happy. And we, we just got through, like, a huge uh, Texas football, basketball, baseball weekend. Cowboys win. Texans, you know, predictably lose. The Astros get their butts to the World Series again. Yeah, Texas and Texas A&M, you know what? Let's just forget about what happened there. Um, sorry, you guys. God. Uh, that's some I saw football. a funny stat. What was that? Sark is 10-10 and 10 as the head coach of the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, and Jimbo Fisher is now in his first three-game losing streak at Texas A&M. Um, there's just bad coaching on both sides of those teams. And I hate saying that because I thought both both colleges got their correct guy at the time. And now it's like, well, maybe not. Maybe not. And how much do you regret paying those guys, how much they're paying them? I mean, that's a whole other show that we're going to get to. But the biggest deal is that the Cowboys got their win. They got that back, and the defense never went anywhere. It always was. And it was, frankly, what won the game for the Cowboys yet again. Yeah, I mean, first half Dak looked like first half of Dak versus Tampa. Yeah, it did. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Our defense is better. Yeah, it's true. They've got an identity, and this team's identity is defense. And you know what? Ultimately, that helps Dak out. Because we talked about this. There's three guys that you say, here's the ball when it's the game. And Dak Prescott is not one of those guys. <laughs> you got no. Josh Allen, you got Lamar, and you got Mahomes. Yeah. And then everybody else is a part of a team. And we need to be part of a team with the identity being that defense, creating turnovers, making it extremely uncomfortable for everybody else. I was pretty damn sure that the Cowboys would come out and be able to run the football against the Lions, who are not a good run defense. And they kind of weren't. And I don't know whether y'all thought that it was a mixture of bad play calling where they kind of went back, regressed to that point where they're just going to throw it with Dak all the time, uh, or whether it was because the Lions defense actually stepped up. I don't know. Maybe it was a mixture of the two. But for sure, the game-changing moment is Detroit going into the end zone, about to take the lead. That fumble. And they fumble at the one, mm -hmm. Right. Which is godsend. That doesn't happen. Yeah. I well, mean, not only fumble at the one, the play that put them at the one was almost a touchdown. I mean, that was almost a letdown. It was like he breaks the pylon, but he's not really then in there. So it's it's first and goal at the one, and then you fumble. Just That's, an insane hustle play by number 11. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, he's definitely going to be in the uh, defensive player of the year um, talk. For the uh, next decade. Yeah, I mean, that's what it looks like, right? The guy's a beast. He is. So you, you make the play at the one. You get the ball back. I don't know what that was. Maybe the half-yard line. And Kellen Moore calls up, I don't know, best play call I've ever seen, like sprint right Dak 
to Pollard in the flats. Boom, 14 yards, gets their backs out of the end zone, right? And I'm like, hallelujah, we figured it out. This is how you're supposed to utilize these two really good backs and your mobile quarterback. And don't, you know, I didn't want to hand off in that situation. Right. If that gets stuffed, we're taking a safety. Instead, you sprint him out right, you get it out in the flat, and you get away from the from the goal line, and the safety is just essentially ruled out. And then later on in that series, Kellen Moore dumbfoundingly goes away from the run when they have a chance to score, and he starts chucking it all over the place again. And it's like, this is the good and the bad and the ugly with the Dallas offense. I mean, sometimes when Kellen Moore gets it right, man, he gets it right. But then he regresses. It's like, oh, well, I have Dak Prescott, one of the great drop-back passers of his era. No, he's not. Right. No, he's not. That's not who he is. Don't do that to him. Just keep it with Pollard and Zeke and short passes to Schultz. Sledgehammer and, and sword. Yes, dude, back to that. Sledgehammer and sword. Yeah, Pollard, 6.9 yards per rush. Yeah. I that's mean, pretty good. That's not a joke. Just stick with it. Yep. Just stick with it. Look, I'm thrilled that they got that win. Um, the Cowboys continue to just stay a little bit behind um, Philadelphia for the top of the division. By the way, we should probably look at those odds because the Cowboys are like plus 600 to win the division and Philly's like minus 400. I mean, if Philly goes through a tight stretch, if they just kind of fumble a little bit, Aren't the Cowboys right there to pick up the pieces and win the division? Yeah. The Where am I at? Am I right on that, Bob? Yeah, I got. I'm looking at DraftKings right now. Cowboys plus five hundred. I don't don't count out the Giants. They're plus nine hundred. I don't. I'd almost take that bet. Yeah, no, there's but, another one. But here's why I'm not worried about the Giants because we already beat them, and we already beat them when we didn't know our game plan. I think that the scariest thing is is presumably Kellen Moore makes the game plan and then he shies away from his own plan. It feels that. Right? He's like, well, I'll just start throwing it a hundred times. I think he gets texts from Jerry Jones <laughs> that say, like, this isn't fun. You need to throw it more. <sighs> I swear I think that's what happens. I'll tell you what's fun is two yards in the middle, two yards in the middle, and then 19 yards in the middle. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're controlling the pace of the game, and you're demoralizing their defense. Particularly when you feel the confidence that I think the coaching staff has that the defense is going to hold the other team to a low point total. Yeah, we're no. going to keep them under 10. That's what we do. You know, and then you look across. Look, I'm happy to be a Cowboys fan today because you could look all over the NFL. And this, you know, I got to give a quick, like, state of the league speech. There is some bad football out there, man. I mean, Green Bay and Tampa Bay, both with their accomplished but aged quarterbacks, both look like just flat bad teams it's not so much just that the quarterbacks aren't living up to their hall of fame resumes it's that they have crappy teams i mean they lost to two former xfl quarterbacks on sunday two it, it looks like rogers has fall is ready to fall off the cliff and it looks like tom brady just doesn't care well and so here's the deal rogers complains and complains he doesn't have any weapons but he wasn't complaining when they gave him that $250 million contract, was he? No. Well, now he's got no weapons, and he's not the player that he was. I swear he regrets not being Russell Wilson yeah. in Denver. If he was in Denver? That I'd... would be a whole different ball of wax. Right. Russell Wilson, the fat version, is awful. 
awful and, you know, has held his team back. And this week he was held out. Uh, and I'm not sure it made a difference because right. they're still not good. It was the same. If, if it were Aaron Rodgers in that situation, I think Aaron Rodgers would be happy. And I think Denver would actually be legit. Instead, he's sitting up there in, in Wisconsin looking around and he says something in the post game like, well, we're either going to be exposed against the Bills this upcoming <laughs> week, but maybe that's the best thing for us. And I heard a lot of people say, oh, man, that's a lot of bravado from him, like that he thinks it's a good thing. That's, I don't think that's what Aaron Rodgers is saying. I think, I think what he's saying is we suck, and we're going to show the world how bad we exactly. really suck. And it's going to get my coach fired, and it's going to get me traded, and it's going to get everybody who's been we're drafting. We're going to blow this thing up. That's right. That's what he's saying. And then speaking of blowing things up, let's take one Thomas Brady. He's blown up his marriage yeah. to come back and play for this team. And they're not that good. But if you looked at him in the post-game press conference, he is gaunt, bro. He's on a divorce diet. Yeah. And that's that's like not that's not really what guys are supposed to do. He looks so skinny and frail, it's kind of frightening for any of us guys out there who like just wish that our wives would understand how important it is for us to go out on weekends and play golf with our buddies. <laughs> If Giselle Bunchen can't understand that Tom Brady just wants to go back to the locker room and be with his buddies for an NFL season, then we have no effing chance of our wives ever understanding a Sunday golf game with our buddies. But I think that, man, if he would have retired, got his $200 million Fox contract, stayed married to the supermodel who makes as much, if not more, money than he does, yeah. talk about a rare situation when you ask your lawyer – did she make me sign a prenup? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Green Bay, Tampa Bay in a full spiral. Let me ask you just real quick. If one of those teams is to bounce off the mat, do you th who do you think it would be? Tampa Bay. Yeah. Because they have more talent. They have a little bit more talent. And frankly, their division sucks. They're horrible. Um, yeah. Green, Green Bay is looking up at Minnesota three games, three and a half games, I think it is. So no. No, they're not coming back. And I'm so glad that I faded Green Bay betting-wise at the beginning of the season. They're just not good. Tampa Bay still has a chance if they can get running the football to get things right. Well, they can get to 9-8 and eight and maybe get hot. Yeah. Well, going to the playoffs would still be, I think, a successful year. I don't That's think off. they need to get to 9-8 and eight to win that division. It's yeah. a terrible <laughs> division. It is. Um, Seattle? Are they the biggest surprise the in all of football? The Geno Smith. The Geno Smith experience. I mean, when, when did his renaissance begin? Like literally six weeks ago? Because there was <laughs> never a first. It can't be a renaissance because there was never a first. Well, if you're a fan of a team and he's been to several teams and they, they someone gets hurt and they say, well, Geno's starting. Are you like, woo? Great team to bet against. Nah. That's what I think. Right. I can't wait to bet against Geno Smith. But all of a sudden... I looked at this, Bob and I did, before you walked in, Richie. Guess who's favored between the Giants and Seahawks this weekend? Seahawks. It's the Seahawks. The Giants have one loss. Yeah. They're, they're actually doing things that impress me more than what Philadelphia is doing. Okay. Be because they have less talent. And yeah. I think that's a testament to how coaching and leadership in this league is – devalued wow i'm so glad you said that thank you do you guys watch do you guys have the red zone channel mm -hmm. i'm sure you both do how many effing times this season am i gonna watch a coach 
have a three or four point lead and have a makeable field goal, like we'll say 45, we'll say 50 yards or less, okay, which in today's NFL is like Nothing. It's a damn near shot. automatic, right? Right, right. Especially if you're Justin Tucker. Have and you have you watched his antics after he's making field goals? The opera of singer? Of course. <laughs> he's I mean, a beast. He's he's an interesting he's cat. He's a different animal. Yeah. We'll get like, him on the pod or not. But probably <laughs> not. But I would love to. <laughs> That'd be like, awesome. He's a weird dude. So how many times am I gonna watch a coach, fourth and two, fourth and three, fourth and four, with a makeable field goal opportunity to go up either six or seven, go, nah. We're gonna go for we're it. We're gonna go for it. And what we're going to do is we're going to run our back right into the middle of the line, no creativity whatsoever, and they turn the ball over on downs. It happened twice this weekend that I can remember, but I feel like I watched it happen four times. For for sure in the Giants-Jaguars game, the Jags, they were at the 20s, so they would have had a 37-yard field goal to go up seven, all right, against a Giants team that's they're going to struggle to get a touchdown, all right? It's not... Mahomes and the Chiefs or, or or the Bills, right? Those two teams, you really need to get the sevens, not the threes. Against everybody else, you, you should be pretty happy just kicking the field goal. And they don't kick it. Giants come down and score. Now the Jaguars have to score on their last possession. And, of course, they lose the game. The second one was Dolphins-Steelers. The Dolphins damn near lost that game to the Steelers because they had a chance to take it from six to nine. And we're like, no, we're just going to run the football. Really? That's just, that's, I, I don't care about the analytics, and I, I actually do care about the analytics. They do make sense to me, but there's just certain circumstances where th- that's a bad decision. The, again, there's only a, a few teams that you don't want to have the ball with a minute left, and they've got to score a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, it's a you're short re- list. Yeah, you're not that scared of so many teams because they're all just trying to figure it out. And there's also, I think, a real lack of self-awareness. You're the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're not an offensive juggernaut. Right. You're not running over people like you're the 84 Redskins. Like, I'm sorry. I don't think you're going to get fourth and three. I don't. Not by running it up the middle, anyway. It's a lot of young coaches trying to to – Make their stamp. Oh, I totally agree with this. There's Go a lot. On. There's a lot of young flexing because I mean, you got the guy from Miami. How old? He's younger than we are, right? Yeah. And there's there's a whole playbook on these guys, um, and they want to be the next one. I think you're exactly right. So there's a lot of hubris. They're beating their chest. They're like, "Look, we can do this." And then you've got old school football guys saying, "Yeah, that's that's neat, but <laughs> but I want to win games." Yep. I totally agree with that. Like, that is what's happening. It Mm -hmm. is hubris of the young coach. Mm -hmm. And here's what we're going to be, guys. We're going to be this extremely aggressive team. And we're going for it every time. You know, and everybody gets pumped up about that. All all gas, no break. Yeah, man. How's that going (laughs) in in Austin? Yeah. No, you're right. It's 10 and 10. Yeah. No, you're right. That's a great call. You got to know what you have. You got to know what you're good at. Exactly. And if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. They don't know what they have. It's not three yards straight up the middle, like fullback dive. It ain't going to work. Well, last time I checked, their running back plays for Tampa. (laughs) (laughs) So real quick, because I I just think it's so cool that the team that we fucked around with for the better part of like five seasons as the Lastros a decade ago, are 
the most dominant team in the history of Major League Baseball. You think that guy knew what he was doing when everyone hated him, Jim Crane? Yeah. How how that how'd it work out? How you like building me now? building the farm mm-hmm. system the way he did? Twenty thirteen was the really the last of the Lastros, although it took him a couple of years to ramp up. It's basically a decade since they were the Lastros, and since it's six pennants, I mean, or six six chances, excuse me, to win the pennant and a couple of World Series, and now we get to go back again. Like this is. This is so cool. After going undefeated in the playoffs so far, they swept both teams. That's correct. Well, what's crazy is now we're the evil empire. Isn't that weird? Now we're the Yankees. Isn't that weird? We the the, the, the Astros are hated by every other universally fan base. hated. And I don't even hear the trash cans anymore. Do you? I mean, They're I just feel mad. I feel like maybe I hear like a high pitched dog whistle before the pitches. I could be imagining that, but you don't hear. Yeah. You don't hear that for fastball anymore. Mm-mm. I mean, you're not, right? Well, that, I mean, that was an amazing thing, and, and it's actually one of my digs against the Astros and that whole cheating thing. I don't mind cheating. You know, if you're not, if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. I'm kind of of that school. But the Astros didn't need to do it. Yeah. Apparently and, not. And that World Series they lost to the Nationals, Every road team won that. So if they were cheating against the Nationals in the series, they weren't doing it very good. Yeah, that's a very good call. Very good call. Do y'all have plans to go to this World Series? Uh, not unless one of my rich friends says, hey. I, I will tell you that um, in, what was it, 2019, I spent the money uh, to go to a Astros World Series game, and it was absolutely as much fun as I've ever had. It was a total, utter blast, and I hope I get to go back. You know, we'll see what the ticket prices are. They've probably gone up since I last looked. But anyway, you can just get yourself a cheap seat and be part of it, and it's so cool. And yeah, and, and on the flip side of that, the Phillies. What a, what a good, you know, blue-collar, working-class town story. Uh, nobody cares. If you're a, if you're a Philadelphia <laughs> fan, actually, this is great. If, if you're do, you, a, do you care, Richie? Um, not, not really. Nah. Uh, but, but you say all that, but they've got Bryce Harper, who's an absolute hired gun. They have Bryce Harper, and and Bryce Harper looks like he's having fun. But if you look at the rest of professional sports in Philadelphia, you got the Eagles, undefeated. You got the Flyers are third in their division. I know we don't talk about hockey, but the Flyers are third in their division. MLS, they're playing for the championship. You win MLS? You just win hockey to MLS. (laughs) Hey, hey, um, how's their pickleball team? I mean, really? (laughs) (laughs) And they have a team tennis squad? How's their badminton team? Jeez, I heard. Bob. I heard they're blue collar. If people I, could change the channel, they would right I, now. I didn't look up the cornhole standings. <laughs> oh my god! And you didn't even mention the fact that the Philadelphia 76ers suck rocks. Well, I was getting there before you denigrated. Okay. Me. Well, the Sixers suck, and we'll get into them in part two of this podcast, where we'll finally get to talk San Antonio Spurs because God doesn't it feel Antonio. good to be on top. It Not feels so really. Good. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it must be nice to be a Philadelphia fan. I spent the weekend with uh, uh, my college roommate who's from Philadelphia. He's crazy about these Phillies. He's crazy about their Flyers, um, crazy about what's going on with the Eagles. But I got to tell you, it's, in terms of an interesting matchup for the Astros, it's really not to me. Yeah, not on paper. Not on shatter. paper. The Astros should sweep them. So here's the thing. I, I think in what I've watched from the postseason, the Astros are the more talented team. I don't think there's any question. 
but I think the Phillies might be the hotter team. And that's weird to say when the Astros haven't even lost a game. But um, Altuve has not had a great postseason yet. Um, some of the bats throughout the Astros lineup. How about Pena? Oh, he's been great. I mean, he's, he's the standout star. Where'd we get him? Uh, from his dad, who was a major leaguer. Well, his dad and his mom. When his mommy and his daddy they had, love each other. They're on a date, and they really respected each other. We need to have a and talk. And she gave consent. <laughs> Presumably. <laughs> well, Richard, that's how this works. But, but, but really, like, I think the Phillies are maybe the hotter team. Emotionally, they are running hot. Oh, absolutely. And, and, yeah. and, and the Philadelphia home field advantage is bananas. Um, not that Houston doesn't have their own. Uh, home they need a advantage. new stadium. Do they? Yeah. I think so. Why? That place sucks. Well, it does. Kind of, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a hospital yeah. for for baseball. It's not a great stadium. I agree. Fastball. Oh, come, Fastball. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on. In. Come on in, Macho. All right, Mach. How you been, man? Well, Jeff, I've been pretty good. I went light last week, but uh, guess what? I won. I'm yep. back on the winning train. <laughs> good. I'm not letting you go light again. I got three games for you to pick. All right, let's go. All right. Starting, we'll start on Thursday night. Start on Thursday night. What do we got Thursday night? Ravens at the Bucks. Oh. The Bucks down and out or... Can they get right against Lamar Jackson, who's looked, frankly, pedestrian for four games in a row? The Bucks are favored, home favorites, by a point and a half. That's easy. I'm going with my birds. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that point and a half. Um, there is no way, no way they can prepare for Lamar Jackson in what is basically three and a half days. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not worried about that. If it, and if I'm the Buccaneers, the Ravens defense are going to show up for three quarters. In the fourth quarter, they're going back to the locker room and sit and watch a TV. Are you trying to say they're the old school San Antonio Spurs? <laughs> <laughs> they got Willie Anderson. Anytime you ask for change for a buck, you just get 75 cents because there's no fourth quarter. Game number two in Buffalo. Green Bay needs mm. to get off the mat. The schneid. But here is where it gets weird. Guess the line on this one. Buffalo at home against Green Bay. Ooh, I'm going to guess it's 13 and a half. You are damn close. It's 11 and a half. Good job, Mach. Yeah. That is. <laughs> I just don't work out, eat, and lift weights. Oh, that's working out. <laughs> Hang out with the gorgeous Elizabeth. She did. Yeah. God bless her. Sweet, sweet, sweetheart. Now, I still uh, think Buffalo's going to take it to them. Because Green Bay, it's a shit show right now. Aaron Rodgers doesn't care about football. Aaron Rodgers cares about Aaron Rodgers. Do you think Aaron Rodgers has ever been an 11-and-a-half-point dog? No, not since. I'd have to look that up. Not since he played at uh, uh, Berkeley. Yeah, for real. Third game, and it's the biggest of the week for those who listen to us anyway. Dallas, at home, hosting the Bears. Who actually looked decent last night. They did. Night. They looked kind of terrifying last night. I don't know about all that. Just like he thought Jacksonville was a big win. <laughs> Dip shit. Jacksonville's so poorly coached. I swear if they were better coached, they'd be a winning team. Mm -hmm. 
Dallas is a nine and a half point favorite over the Bears. Oh, a little consternation going on. Have we been winning big? Um, Answer's no. Sort of, but Uh, not really. I think Cowboys win, but they don't cover. That's my stone cold lead pipe lock. Justin Lance. See you later, Macho. (laughs) See you later, losers. No, I take I take Fields over Lance. Oh, I I don't think there's any doubt about it. All day. And does that hurt you to hear as a 49ers fan, Bob? He's still real bullish on this cat. I know he is. Who he's seen one game yes. of Division Two A <laughs> football from? Fields made some questionable choices last night. Well, he's gonna, but he he's playing. Your guy's not even playing. He's resting. Oh, okay. He's rehabbing. Oh, he better get healthy quick because. Garoppolo is hurting your team. It's no, him. injuries on the defense is hurting the team. I'll tell you what, though. Garoppolo's, he's funny. My wife doesn't watch football, and we're watching that game. He comes, she goes, who's he? Uh, I'll bet she did. The gals dig I'll bet him. she did. Oh, he's a handsome dude. He also almost commits a safety every single weekend. <laughs> odd, so, odd stat. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a little weird. He leads the, and he doesn't the league in safeties. Four yards downfield. Very comfortably, which is a good thing, probably, that they got Christian McCaffrey. You got to be happier than a pig and shit that they got C-Mac. I am waiting to see what Shanahan dials up with McCaffrey in that offense now. It's going to be incredible what what he'll be able to dial up. You can get plus odds right now on San Francisco to win the division. You should probably take it. Um, They get C-Mac. When you combine tight end Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey – that's that's a that's a pretty good healthy amount yeah. of weapons. Yeah, they sh- they they should be able to do good things. But again, and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, coaching. How do you coach them up? You've got a, a, all these spoils, but how how do you put it into the soup and and how's the soup become a, a gumbo? They ought to start running the football twenty five times a game or yeah. bubble screens and 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 all that stuff. Give it to McCaffrey behind the line of scrimmage and let him run. Well, how scary would it be to have Debo and McCaffrey back That's there? That's just it. Oh. That's just it. Is you you can run your jet sweep stuff with Debo and and work that off of McCaffrey going off tackle. That gets scary. Mm-hmm. But, um, but the quarterback you have back there is the wrong quarterback for that kind of design. No, he's not. You don't think so? Not right now. Not right now. Garoppolo has enough foundational NFL quarterback knowledge to run a very complicated offensive scheme. Trey Lance is not there in his head yet. He's not matured as an NFL quarterback. I don't think Trey Lance right now is equipped to run what Shanahan can dial up. Uh, You may be right. I guess I was thinking from the athletic standpoint for Lance, where if he can fake a jet sweep to Debo and then fake um, something off tackle to C-Mac and then use his legs... That's going to have miles freaking the F out. That's yeah. why I'm hopeful for next year. Now, right now, I'm okay with Garoppolo under center. Yeah, okay. And, and talking about coaching, much more confident in somebody like Shanahan running those shiny new toys than someone like Rule, Floor, Hackett, a lot of the other coaches that, that I think were in your head about the state of coaching. Oh, the, the state of coaching is miserable, and you're right. Shanahan is closer to the top five than anybody else that we've spoken about in this in this podcast. And Speaking that includes Dallas. Oh, absolutely. Mike McCarthy, are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, every time Pittsburgh loses, I'm like, can they please fire Mike Tomlin? How nice would that Oh, be? my God. I'd kill to have him. 
Now, they're not going to fire him, okay? They never fire their coaches. And, frankly, I don't think it's Mike Tomlin's fault that they're not very good. No. Um, they, by, by the way, they kind of battled. Like, their new quarterback, Pickett, look out. Uh, I'm, not writing, I'm not writing off the Steelers on being, like, a 8-9 and nine team. Like, still having a chance to threaten that. What is the streak for Tomlin for uh, seasons over 500? It's all of them. It's all of them. Yeah. It's however long he's been there. I'm I'm telling you, even though they're two and five, I believe right now, I still think they're going to have a chance. Well, they're staring in the face of two and six because this week they're going on the road to Philly. Yeah, that's rough. That's, that's rough. Tough, that's a tough game. Yep. Okay, we have a bonus podcast to cut. So, without further ado, I say I do. Rate, like, subscribe. The unrestricted Vex, my man RC and Bob, and we got a big time Spurs podcast. So stick around. Stick around. How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. I said, the groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. It feel good, don't it? It feel good. Uh-huh. It feel good because you know it's good. Hey.